Do you guys want a short speech? I mean, I know it's kind of late. Uh, I can either do it tonight or I can do it for the speech. closing ceremony. Speech. 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 Okay. All right. I feel loose, babies. All right. So, one of the things that I've felt my whole life is that gratitude from the culture that we live in can sometimes be a little short. You know, and, and one of the things is I think that we're all philosophers. Um, we, everybody who works from first principles, everyone who talks about nonviolence, we all are philosophers. And the one thing that's very true about philosophers is they don't get a lot of sugar, they don't get a lot of love in their own time. It's true. Well, okay, except for you. Absolutely. You're handing it out like candy, and that's nice. But we don't get a lot of that juice. We don't get a lot of that love. Uh, Socrates got some hemlock. Uh, Spinoza was uh, kicked out of his uh, <laughs> everywhere. I mean, it's, uh, Ayn Rand gets, even now, after being right for 60 years in a row, she still gets spat on by the main culture. So it is, it is hard, wouldn't you say? I mean, look, we've all faced it. As You've all had difficulties at work. You've had difficulties in your relationships because of your commitment to ideals. That's a hard thing to live with. So, the one place that I go when I sort of need to feel replenished, strengthened, I mean, we have each other, uh, for those of you who have people around, uh, this is the beautiful thing about what's happening here. But I kind of go into the future in my mind, because I think the world that we're trying to build, the world that we want to create, the world that we're laying the foundations for that we may never live to see. I mean, I don't think we'll live to see it. Maybe those of you who had great sex last night, there's an egg and a sperm in there who may live to see it. Maybe. But uh, I, don't I don't think we're going to live to see exactly the kind of world that we want. A world of statelessness, a world without war, a world without incarceration, a world without violence. I don't think we're going to live to see it, but that's all the more heroic, I think, for us to try to build it, even though we're not going to live to see it. So. So I go to the future and I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm so happy to live in a world without slavery in the way that it used to exist. I'm so happy to live in that world. And the first people who started talking about there being no slavery were like us. And the first people who started talking about women should be equal to men, kind of like us. And they faced a lot of opposition. They faced a lot of skepticism. I mean, the first guy who came up and said blacks should be equal to whites was not a popular man or a woman. And he faced a lot of opposition from everyone around him and the general culture spat on him a lot and people thought he was crazy or mad or evil or bad. But we all take that stuff for granted now. And it's so impossible, you know, like moral change in the world. You stand below it and it looks like a cliff so high, a mountain so high that you can't get over it. You can't get through it. You feel like you're going to beat your head against the wall for the rest of your life and never make a dent. But then a weird thing happens when the change occurs. People get over that wall or they walk through that wall and then they look back and it's like there's nothing there. It's really strange. Before the end of slavery, people said, and we've all heard these arguments before, right? People said, well, you know, there's never been a society without slavery. So you point to me a society without slavery, you can't do it. You point to me a society where there's equality for women, you can't do it. You point to me a society where there's no government. And you can't do it! That's all we hear. Well, because we can see it, it will be here! It will be here! 
because the vision is everything. Without the vision, there is no moral growth. We can't get over that mountain unless we see it so passionately and so powerfully that we can walk through that wall as if it's not even there and then people will see that it isn't there. The barrier is only in the mind. So if you go to the future, which is where I go to, I think of the people 100 years, 150 years from now, and they're going to look back at this gathering. Can you imagine how they're going to look back at this gathering? So those Stay crazy motherfuckers, what the hell were they thinking? I mean, they have a couple of hundred people and a microphone, some drinks. Two turntables and a microphone. And what are they looking at? They're looking at nuclear weapons and prison systems and aircraft carriers and police and military. What are they thinking? What are they thinking? Those crazy, brave motherfuckers. What are they thinking? How can they imagine taking it on? How could they imagine taking it on? But the imagination is everything. And they're going to look back to us and they're going to say, and this is what you need to hear and this is what you need to remember coming down from the future. Thank you. Thank me. This is what we need to remember every morning when it gets hard, when we get tired, when we read the newspaper and it's like nothing is fucking changing. We need to remember that rolling down from the future from the people who will live in the world that we're only beginning to build. They are saying, as we say to everyone who came before us, who built the world that we love to live in, thank you, everybody! I thought I was drunk. Fuck you, Stefan. That was fucking fantastic. Oh, I'm not done. No, no. I'm Cur not done. Curtis, over you're done. I thought you were done. Dude, I'll fucking Do you want me to keep going or should I stop? Up. All right. So I'm going to tell you what I think they're going to thank you for. And you need to remember this because this is what I see. They're going to thank you. The future is going to thank you for your courage. Your courage. It is hard, hard, hard work. Raising the moral standards of mankind is a hard fucking slog and it takes a lot of courage It takes a lot of courage because there's a lot of criticism. There's a lot of misunderstanding There's a lot of fear that we face in those around us When we shake the foundations of the moral universe that people live in they freak out They get frightened they attack and It takes a lot of courage. You know, we are all wired for social approval we all want social approval because if you didn't have social approval in the Stone Age, you couldn't even survive. Now, studies have shown, you know, that people who experience social disapproval, it's almost indistinguishable from physical pain within the brain. And that's what I mean by courage, that we have to fight against the natural conformity of our biological natures to go against the tribe, against their immediate short-term interests for the sake of a beautiful world to come, that takes courage. And people are going to say, looking down through the lens of time to this few, we few, we happy fucking few, thank you for your courage, everybody who stands with us. Thank you for building this world that we love. 
they're going to say, I think, they're going to say, thank you for your love. For your love. Because, you know, there's a, cheap, there's a cheap kind of love in the world. And the cheap kind of love is like welfare from the government. Oh, there's poor people. Let's shovel some money at them. Oh, there's some people we think should be better educated. Let's shovel some schools at them. That is cheap love. That is pseudo love. That is fake love. The real love is to stand for principles of nonviolence, voluntary cooperation, and to love humanity to know enough that if we set humanity free, the world can be beautiful, the world can be a paradise, the world can be utopia. We don't need the fucking guns to make the world a better place. The guns will make it worse always. People think that if you stop pointing guns at people, everything gets worse. And we know we have a love of humanity. We have a trust in the soul and nature of man that if we put down the guns, humanity rises. People think you put down the guns, humanity attacks. No, you put down the guns, people are liberated. They come up, they, they flower into beautiful, peaceful, wonderful communities. Like this, like this. So they will say thank you for your true love of humanity, enough to trust that if you put down the weapons, everybody will be beautiful. It's true. They will thank us for our integrity. They will thank you for your integrity. That even though it's hard, that even though you face criticisms, even though people <coughs> will reject you for what it is that you're doing, that you're holding true to the ideal, to the North Star of non-aggression. So simple, so simple. Stop using violence to get things done. It's so simple and so hard. They will thank us for, their, for our integrity. Because what we're doing is, is brick by brick. So like brick by brick, we're just putting down these bricks. And the bricks are every time we have a conversation, every time we send someone to material that is valuable, every time we stand up to a bully, every time we stand up to an abuser, every time we help somebody who's being ground down, help them rediscover their humanity. These are little brick by bricks. It's hard to see the whole cathedral of the future that we're building. But it is a beautiful place that we are building. And I would love, wouldn't you love, to just go forward 150 years or 100 years and just see, see this world. I see it in my mind's eye so clear, I really do. I really do. A world, ah, oh, damn it, a world without war. The eternal dream of humanity without war. Because we know, we know for a fact, those of us who understand all of this, and everybody in this room is in that number, we know that when you have no state, you have no war. We have no war. A world without, without prisons. A world without prisons. A world where people can interact in a peaceful way without fear of jail. A world where you can just walk up to a fucking plane and get on it. A plane. A world where the money in your pocket today it's gonna be the money in your pocket tomorrow and not some fucking toilet paper you're embarrassed about. 
So I just wanted to point that out. This is something that I use because people sort of say to me, well, how can you remain so optimistic? And it's because I don't view the world around me as the standard of value that I'm bringing to the world because people, they don't want to be confronted with this stuff. Even, even as society slides into an ultimate shithole, they still don't want to be reminded of this stuff. It's like everybody would just rather go into that shithole rather than wake up and see the basic reality of the society that they live in. But I go, and I hope that you'll think about doing it too, I go to the future. And I think of everyone that I look back at and admire who's helped to build a world where what we're doing is even possible. This is incredible advancement. What we're doing is even possible. And so think about the people in the future, the people whose peaceful, sunlit, happy, stateless, gunless world, and I mean gunless in terms of the statist guns, the world that we're building for these people, which we won't get to live in, but it's going to be the most beautiful thing that in the world, and it will never, ever go back. It will never go back. We're not going to have slavery back in the way that it used to be. Women are never going to be subjugated in the way that they used to be. And once we go into the state, it's done forever. This shit is not going to regrow. It is not going to come back. That's how important what it is we're doing. We're putting a nail in the coffin, a stake in the heart of the greatest vampiric predator the world has ever known. That takes guts and we've got it. And this fight has been fought for thousands of years. It is not going to be thousands of years to come because we're all together, we all know each other, we can all communicate with each other, the information can go out in a way that has never occurred before. Yeah, it's, look, it took thousands of years to get here, but it's going to be, it took thousands of years to get here, but it's only dozens more to go. I genuinely believe that. And for those of us who have kids, we know how important it is that we build a world that they can live in without the fears that we all grew up with. There are fears of, of nuclear war or the fears of uh, the environmental depredations so funded and, and driven by the state. And this has been going on for a long time, this battle. We have an incredible propulsion mechanism in the communities and the communications technologies that we have at the moment, which is an incredible gift for us as liberty activists. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna finish up by reminding you to visit, visit the future and to get the accolades that roll down from the future to us. They will, they will. Everybody in this room is gonna have a fucking free private school named after them in the future. And so I'm going to just uh, end up by saying that, yeah, this battle's been going on for a long time, and it is a battle of good versus evil. There's no doubt about it. And I'm going to close with, uh, I guess, a, a line from one of my favorite speeches in movies, Morpheus. It has been a long time coming, but we are going to win because we are still here!
Thank you, everybody. Have a great pork fest.